This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line, the ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby, and welcome to our second hour for this Sunday morning, this warm Sunday morning, the last Sunday of July. Glad to have you tune in. And we'll begin with our SPCA of Texas dog. Then we'll go to Brian in Mansfield. I have space for two more callers. If you'd like to call, this is your chance. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Call right now, won't you please? 800-288-9227. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Elora. E-L-O-R-A. She is a Labrador Retriever mix who is five and a half years old and waiting patiently for a forever home. She weighs 55 pounds, has an unusually light, almost pastel coat of yellowish tan over white fur, big eyes, and a pink nose. Elora is a funny girl, quite spunky and playful. She loves to hunt tennis balls and fling other toys about. She can be a bit timid in the beginning, though, and would love a calm environment while she acclimates to a new place. Elora would be especially grateful to find a home with a yard completely enclosed by a secure fence at least six feet or taller. Elora is a super sweet girl, but with an energetic dog of this size, it's best if all children in the home are at least 15 years of age or older. Everyone in the home, including any other dogs, should come down to meet Elora before adopting. Just like all pets at the SPCA of Texas, Elora has been spayed, microchipped. She's had all of her age-appropriate vaccines. She's currently housed at the Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center. That's at 2400 Lone Star Drive in Dallas. It's open seven days a week between noon and six. Elora requires an advance appointment to meet. There is an application online with her profile. They invite you to browse our available animals at spca.org slash findapet. That's one word. spca.org slash findapet. Visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. This is Elora. And she is the Labrador Retriever Mix, five and a half years old, 55 pounds, E-L-O-R-A. Sponsored today by Advanced Foundation Repair. Leaders in the foundation repair industry, I hope you never need to have your foundation repaired, but if you do, this is the company you need to call. Their home inspection is absolutely without charge or obligation. They have been my advertiser for 27 years, and I'm proud to have them here. I made them wait about six weeks initially, 27 years ago, because I didn't know their industry. I didn't know good from bad. So I asked for 15 different references, and I started calling those references, and one by one the reports came back stellar, just really happy with the work that they had done uh, on behalf of Advanced Foundation Repair, the people that were sent out to do the work. And uh, we've had them do work for us at our home and at a historic building in downtown McKinney that we used as an office for 24 years. And I can use the same word to describe both jobs they did for us, stellar. They're very careful. They do their work quickly because they know what they're doing, and they get it done right. Now, the home inspection is almost like a topographic map of your foundation. If there are problems there, they will identify them, and they will quantify them. Then they'll tell you what it would cost to repair them, and if you accept that uh, that price, then they'll set out to get the work done as quickly as possible. They'll do it quickly. They'll do it carefully. Then you get a, a warranty on their work that is transferable from owner to owner to owner for the lifetime of the house. Now, that's why I'm happy to to uh, mention and recommend to you Advanced Foundation Repair. I imagine when you call that you're going to get a message that they are just a little behind schedule. It may take them a few days to get to your home, and that's okay. Say that Neil said it's okay to wait because the best are worth the wait. Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, it's Foundation Repairs. Dot com plural foundation repairs dot com two one four three 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 
0-800-333-0003, Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what health care workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott & White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stewie, thank you very much. Let's go back to the phone lines now. We have Brian in Mansfield who's been waiting patiently. Brian, good morning. Good morning. Yes, hey, sir. I've got a question. I have a mop head hydrangea. I don't know the exact uh, variety, but I've had it for about 10 years, and it's outgrown its boundaries. It's on the north side of my house and in a concrete border up against the house, and it's just gotten too large. Uh, I have cut it. I cut it back. I uh, leave the, you know, second year growth and old green and everything, but I cut it back after it's, you know, bloomed and died back, or the the blooms have died. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just get, it's gotten too large. Uh, first, I guess to ask, how far can I cut that back? Can I, with twelve inches, you know, uh, I, I would like to keep it in in there without having to remove it uh but can i cut it back a great amount i think you can cut it selectively (laughs) it's been so long since i had one that did as well as yours like never uh, that uh, (laughs) i've got about five of them yeah yeah you know i've i've tried to lose weight and i'm successfully doing so now (laughs) but slowly and then there are people who come along and say yeah i was i I lost 60 pounds and they just kind of casually i think yeah bragging about these things and i'm i'm saying this in admiration of you brian not to chastise you you are you are doing great with that hydrangea and there are people out there who are saying this guy's bragging you're not bragging you're just stating that it did well for you and there's something that you're doing right and the rest of us are saying why can't i do that because hydrangeas are really challenging in in the metroplex and you've you've done very well uh, before i answer your question what kind of soil do you have well, I'm in the black clay, but I've also amended. And, of course, we know as you amend it, that goes away. But I use coffee grounds. And then, you know, like if I brew coffee in the morning after the my original pot, I go back and rebrew about two more times. I use oh, wow. the, the brew. And uh, sometimes I use a miracle Grow acidic, you know. and right. uh, But, but it, it's mostly organic is what I do. And I use an Epsom salt in the early spring. Well, I just wondered if you were in that band of red soil that comes down through uh, Arlington and, and parts no, of my, Mansfield. No, my, my uncle's in that sandy loam area. Yeah, yeah. That would that would make it even easier. Um, anyway, I'll go back to your answer. Um, I, I think you'll have better luck doing some severe pruning than you will trying to transplant into a larger area. Hydrangeas are not going not gonna to transplant very happily. If you right. do try to do that, the time to do it would be uh, January or February when it's completely right. dormant. And it's one that's been in, in a place that long is going to put up a fight and not want to be moved. And you're going to lose a lot of roots, and, and it's it's just going to be a challenge. I would try the, the, the heavy pruning first. Now, in terms of how far you can prune it, I wouldn't prune all the branches back the same amount because if you're trying to prune it really heavily – what I would do is take the, the big branches, uh, the big right. shoots back right. uh, farther and, and leave a lot of the smaller branches in place um, and, and, and prune them back less so that they become kind of the nurse branches to fill back in again. That's how I handle my oak leaf hydrangeas. I realize that two plants grow totally differently, but that's how I keep them in bounds and, and uh, tread water for, gosh, for two decades now. Can you say maybe back to about 12 inches? Well, I can't do that because um, because I can't see your plant. You know, right. it's, it's or plants. It, it's like saying, how how do I give a haircut? How far back can I cut the hair and have it look right? Well, uh, it, they, it, they, they just haven't bloomed in the last two years. It used to be just beautiful. I mean, well, 50 no, blooms. I understand that, but look what happened in February of 21. Nothing well, that's did normally. Exactly, and then exactly. this year we had the ice storm that, that shut a lot of stuff down, and it was cold in, in March. I, th- 
I can't believe I said the word cold. Um, but but it's we haven't had normal springs the last two years, so don't blame that on the hydrangea. Nobody had hydrangeas bloom this year much. Right, right. Well, and if I do move it, can I spade it and you know split it and propagate it like that? No, that just makes it all the harder on the plant. Okay, bad I didn't enough know, that you're going to consider digging it, but to, <laughs> they're not propagated by division. They're propagated yeah, by cuttings. I, I've never really done that. I've, I've, I've propagated yeah. by, you know, putting a branch underneath the soil and stuff like that. That's, that's how I it. got my other ones. Yeah, that's and what you they, do, either either tip layering or, or uh, cuttings. Right. Well, I'll just give it a cut back this year, a little more than what I have, and I'll see what it does. But don't cut all of the branches back. Anytime I'm cutting a shrub back, I don't want to be able, when I'm finished, I don't want to be able to see Oh, you just really cut that shrub back. I want to be able to say, that looks pretty good. Should uh, I cut it back in the fall or in January? I would do that in January. It's going to January. it's going to cut into the bloom production, but you're you're reshaping the plant to buy yourself more time. Okay, Neil. I All appreciate right. your time. Thanks for calling. Thanks for waiting. James in Sulphur Springs, you're coming up next. I need to know your pH for the question you're about to ask. The soil's pH if you have it. I'll let you think about that. That's your homework assignment for the next two minutes. Niels Ferry's Lone Star Gardening. It's $32.95 as long as I have copies of the fifth printing available. They're all sitting right behind me in my garage as I sign. Put an air conditioner out in the garage, one of the split units, so that Zeus the dog would have cool weather, and so I would too while I'm signing books. I got thrown out of the house. My wife said, this is not a warehouse. Go to the garage. <laughs> that happened about uh, about a year ago. She got tired of having books all through the house. And so I sign out there, and it's worked out beautifully. And all of the remaining fifth printing books are there now. That's the, That happened this week. So you're going to run out of time if you're not careful. You need to get your order in. This is a book with uh, 344 pages. It covers every aspect of outdoor uh, gardening, uh, lawns, landscapes, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening. That uh, second chapter, chapter two, with the calendar. It, it has so much information in it of when you plant and prune and fertilize and spray all of the plants in your landscape and garden. You turn to August, and there are all the things you need to get done in August. Do you know that your pre-emergent weed killer granules for winter weeds need to be applied at the end of this next month? A month from right now, you need to have those out. That's in Chapter 2 of the book. A lot of things need to go down. If you're trying to protect against pecan um, uh, weevils and hickory shuckworms in your pecans the first week of August, next week you need to have your spray out. It's in Chapter 2, and then you repeat that three weeks later. It's in Chapter 2, all that. All right, so that's uh, Chapter 2, and then you have all these other chapters on trees and shrubs and vines and ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. There you go. So the book is only thirty-two ninety-five, eight hundred forty photographs, high-quality paper. It's a hardback, printed in Texas, and not in stores and not on Amazon. It's in the garage, remember? And that's where I sign it, and I'll sign it to you, and I'll get it in the mail to you on Tuesday if you buy it from my website today. The website is neilsperry.com. If you want to call because you don't like to order on websites, then the number to call is 800 800- 752 grow and you spell grow with an o not a zero you get a fish market if you call the wrong number 800-752-4769 that's monday through friday business hours the website's the better way no fish market there neil sperry n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y dot com since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. 
Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. That is our church, and we hope you'll join us. Sharingtheheart.org, and that is the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney, 315 North Church Street. Thank you, Pastor Tommy. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings. They think of durable metal roofing. They think of a lot more because Mueller means so much more. It means you will have a product that's manufactured by Mueller including in-house engineers to help design the building of your dreams. It means you'll have a company in business for 90 years standing behind your warranty. And it also means you get tons of added value, like roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge, designing and manufacturing new products like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. To find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. Mueller, Inc., Dot com. Mueller means more. Gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected, and the same should go for our loved ones. Together with Baylor Scott & White Health and the hardworking healthcare front line, we urge you to get the shot, mask up, and stay safe. And remind your family and friends to do the same. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Snooby. Let's go to James in Sulphur Springs. James, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How may I help um, you? Neil, I'm actually at church in Sulphur Springs, but I live far southwest Fort Worth over by Hewland Mall. Oh. Blackland soil, very high pH. Yeah. Um, I've got a pecan I got from Walmax five years ago. I think it's a San Saba. Uh, it is now grown to about 12 feet, nice uh, canopy. I'm wondering if I'm doing the right thing in terms of the zinc application. I'd get up on a ladder with a watering can full of zinc water and just pour it on the leaves. Is there a, is that the right way to do zinc or is, should it be put on the ground? I'm, I'm just not sure. It needs to be sprayed. I don't see okay. you on a 40 foot ladder when the tree is mature uh, <laughs> and you need to put it on with smaller droplets anyway. Uh, okay. So, so you need to spray it. Anytime you are spraying your tree during the growing season, you, you put the zinc with that. Um, and, uh, I guess you will have, uh, uh, rosette, uh, pecan rosette. That's folks. That's what he's talking about. It causes a witch's broom, a dieback at the tips of the branches. It's not as common in Tarrant County and Parker County as it is farther West, uh, way West in, in Texas. Um, gotcha. I, I don't get a lot of calls about zinc deficiency uh, from from the Metroplex, so I don't know how critical it is. Um, oh, it's not. It's not at all. I just yeah. So I don't know of, that you're going to benefit from it, and I don't know that I'd go to the expense of a of a high pressure spray tank as your tree gets larger. Uh, you'll have plenty of time to think about it and to ask questions about it. But, you know, that'd be a good question to call on, on the, the morning of the Super Bowl when I have Dr. George McEachern <laughs> on the air with Dr. me. Dr. McEachern, yeah. he is awesome. He is and, great. And ask him if he feels that you should be doing that. Is there any other nutrient it should be fed? Uh, nitrogen, certainly nitrogen. Okay, gotcha. 
that's a ground application. Ground up, okay. Yeah, yeah. George, uh, George always has recommended, and and all the horticulturists recommend. Mind you, this, as I've always said, is not my not my strong suit, but shade trees in general, and and pecans specifically, will benefit from nitrogen applied uh, in in early, mid, and late spring. Uh, their recommendation on pecans, in particular, uh, is uh, is early April, early May, early June. Three applications, Good. and he, he says ammonium sulfate. I mean, you go with the ammonium cheap stuff. Ammonium sulfate. Yeah. Don't Excellent. use that as your lawn food, though, because you sure don't want that on your lawn grass. Gotcha. Well, that's exactly what I did, so I'm feeling good then. Yep. Um, and keep the ammonium sulfate off the lawn grass. Okay. Well, yeah, it's just not a good lawn food. You'll end up with a lot of problems you don't want uh, in terms of a gray leaf spot on St. Augustine if you have that, and most especially uh, thatch buildup if you have Bermuda grass. You don't, you just don't want that as your as your lawn food. It's fine for pecans, not fine for turf grass. What about Miracle Grow tree spikes? I mean, are no. they of any of that? Okay. No. No, I'm not a spike guy because it puts all the nutrients right there in that specific spot, and you need to put it as a broadcast over the whole uh, root zone. You don't know where the roots are, and you, you're going to miss a lot of them. It's, it's just not a good plan. Excellent. That's okay, a, good. This is, not a, this is not a condemnation of that company. The same thing goes with the root-feeding rods and everything else, uh, punching holes in the ground, putting fertilizer in. I grew up doing that, and all of that is is just not the way to fertilize you need to put the fertilizer on top of the ground water it in roots have a a network right under the soil and uh, that's the way to utilize the the roots to best efficiency and put it on at the drip line inside the drip line and uh, well yeah any anywhere from about 10 percent outside the drip line all the way back to maybe a third of the way inside the drip line The, the really efficient Feeder roots are going to be out around the drip line, a little be a little beyond, and a little on the inside. Oh, that is good to know. That is good to know. Neil, All thank right. you so much. Have a good day. Take care. You too, sir. All right, thank you. All right, let me see. I'm going to get a break in here and do it right. We have Randy equipment on the other side of the news, and I'll try to help you best I can, Randy. I think I can. And if you'd like to call, it's 800-288-WBAP. Baylor Scott & White uh, Healthcare uh, sponsors this uh, hour of the program, and they have for many, many years. It'd be 17 years. I thank them for that. I thank them for what they have meant to our family, to all the members of our family. They have meant a great deal. My wife thanks them enough that she serves proudly on the board of Baylor Scott & White McKinney, the hospital, and has since ground was broken on that hospital. It's now more than 10 years old. Gardeners know how much work it takes to keep a garden happy and healthy. I'd like to take some time to talk about another group of incredibly hardworking people. Those are the people who keep us happy and healthy. There are beloved health care workers, and they are from Baylor, Scott & White, and we need to give them a giant thank you. Thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never settling for good enough. Words that don't exist in their vocabulary. It's not easy to protect us from COVID. We've seen that for two and a half years now. But we see you showing up every day and giving every ounce of your energy. To you, my listener, we can do some things, too, to show our appreciation. We can wear masks when we go into the Baylor Scott & White Healthcare facilities. We can wear masks when we go into crowds. We can get vaccinated with the appropriate vaccines. And that's not just with COVID vaccines. It's other vaccines as well. School's about to uh, reassemble. Make sure your kids are properly vaccinated. Those are great ways to show your support. And to share your messages as on social media, media as uh, as uh, often as possible. It's nothing wussy about this. It's just common sense and science. To all of you, let's join together and say it one more time to Baylor Scott and White frontline workers. Thank you. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. Constant need for information. All you have to do is ask Alexa. Open WBAP. My uh, electronic newsletter is eGardens. I hope you'll sign up for it. I think you'll find it to be very, very helpful. It's at neilsperry.com. That's where you can see a sample of it. That's where you can sign up for it. 
and join the 80,000 people who receive it each Thursday evening, just a little after 6 p.m. You'll find a featured plant of the week. You will find uh, gardening this weekend, where I point out the things you need to do in the ensuing three or four days after it distributes, and you'll find the newly expanded Q&A section and a couple of other stories. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. Go to neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on eGardens. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. Heat and drought are creating some real problems for North Texas. I'm Dennis Martin from the Audi Dallas WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP First Traffic and Weather. On the ones. Construction has reduced the frontage roads on both north and southbound I-35E between Valwood Parkway and Valley View Lane. And a construction project's causing lane closures and ramp restrictions on eastbound I-20 between I-35E and 45. With WBAP's First Traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now, the WBAP forecast, sunny, breezy today, oh, and hot, high temperature 100 degrees. Tonight will be clear and breezy and warm, overnight low 81. Monday, more of the same, sunny, hot, little breeze, high 101. Right now, we're looking at 86 degrees in Dallas, 87 in Fort Worth. The North Texas Municipal Water District continues encouraging water conservation during this summer's heat and drought. Every drop counts. This is an appeal to our customers to rally and to help not only the region, but their local communities sustain their water use and be able to sustain their own water storage tanks in their communities. Wayne Larson says the district is asking North Texas residents not to water their yards during the heat of the day. Extreme heat and dry conditions have made trash and brush tinder dry, and they are very likely to catch fire if sparked. If you do have glass bottles on the side of the road or a bunch of debris in a grass field and someone then goes and mows through it, all of those are likely to be impacted by something that could potentially cause a spark as well and cause fires. Adam Turner with Texas A&M Forest Service says the excess heat on top of drought is pushing fire conditions to a level we haven't seen in years. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP. 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. Thank you, Dennis. Let me tell you about Ace Hardware right now. Ace is the place. You know it. They have great people there. They're helpful. Ace is the place where you can get all kinds of great products as well. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer. Find a great deal on Cutter Backyard Bug Control Insect Killer Liquid Concentrate. 32 ounce, $10.99. But save an extra $3 off for Ace Rewards members. Pay only $7.99, a limit of two. Enjoy your backyard again with Cutter Backyard Bug Control Spray Concentrate. It controls mosquitoes, listed ants, fleas, and other listed insects on lawns, landscapes, and outdoor surfaces. Cutter Backyard Bug Control Spray Concentrate kills fast and lasts all summer. It includes the Quick Flip Hose-In Sprayer that activates the spray at the flip of a switch. For best results, apply it early before the insect populations are high. It covers up to 5,000 square feet of lawn. Cutter insect repellents have been helping families have fun together outdoors for more than 50 years. Goodbye, mosquitoes. Hello, summer. Hello, Ace Hardware. Ace stores are parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of our community, so you're getting help from people you already know. They're your neighbors. No matter what you're doing or or where you are, you can get to an Ace Hardware store. There are 40 of them that sponsor my program, and... uh, You'll like what you find when you go to Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Hi, everybody. Brian Kilmeade here from the Fox News Channel. Congratulations, WBAP, on serving Dallas-Fort Worth for the last 100 years. Here's to 100 more. 
Let's uh, talk about Arborological Services right now, and let's get them on the job at your place. Your trees deserve the best care you can possibly give them, and Arborological Services provides just that. Steve Hauser, Kevin Bassett, Russell Peters, all selected as Arborist of the Year, a singular award. Only one person per year is given that award, and they have three of them on staff. And they also have a 13-time Texas State tree climbing champion. Miguel Paston has won again this year. That's uh, remarkable. Most uh, companies would be thrilled to have somebody who has won it once. They have other people who have won it as well on their teams. And there's Miguel with the 13-time uh, uh, winner. And they also have uh, uh, 12 uh International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists on their staff. They have carefully trained employees. They also have college degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters leading their teams. So whatever it is to do with trees at your place, they are the pros. They are the best in the business by a long ways, and that is why they are the only company that will ever touch our trees. As I mentioned last hour, I had the chance to spend three hours just talking trees with Steve Hauser and talking all kinds of old times. We've been friends for a long, long time. He came by our house to kind of plan the work that they will do next when, when our team comes uh, in about five or six weeks to do work at our house. I want them to come when it's a little bit cooler. It's just it's just really inhumane out there for tree climbers. They'll work. They're working right now. Not, not on Sunday, but they work uh, 12 months a year. They are just the best it gets. I really love getting to tell you about Arborological Services. Arborological.com, 866-552-7267. Arborological Services, Arborological. You don't just want your garden to grow, you want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stubby, thank you. And we go back to the phone lines. We're going to go to Randy and Quitman. Randy, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, sir? I'm well, thank you, sir. I got 12 acres out here in Quitman, and I've got many, many varieties of oaks and pines and cedars and uh, and hickories, and I'm just trying to find somebody that'll help me identify and tell me what kind of oaks I have, and you know, let's go through there. All right. Um... And, and so you want somebody on site? Is that it? Right. I'd like somebody on site to come out there. I'll pay them for it. It's just a, I just got so many varieties. Everybody, I had a guy from Ag Extension come out there, and he said, that's an oak, and that's an oak, but it's different types of oak. And I, I've heard I've got red oak and black jack and all kinds of different ones out here. All right. Well, your best bet is going to be to contact your county extension office and ask who they would recommend as a consultant. I would I would think that I don't know the equipment area well enough to to give you names of people. I I just don't don't have that uh, that information. But uh, this time of year, I would think that a master certified nursery professional would be a possibility uh, from a retail okay. nursery. That would be one possibility. Um, the county extension office uh, in in uh, uh, in your county would be a a good starting point. Um, if there is a certified arborist in the county, you could certainly hire that person, but, you know, they're going to have a, an hourly wage that will be um, substantial because they're professional at what they do, and right. they're used to climbing trees and, and doing uh, uh, work that requires a great deal of skill, so you may or may not want to hire that person, but you could. What you could do is collect samples of, of the uh, tree leaves and, and probably make a big start that way um what i would do well let me let me finish my list first um so that's that's a starting point there um master gardeners might be able to help you again through the county extension office but i will hasten to tell you that master gardeners have had 80 or 90 hours of training and that 
in many cases is all that they have had unless they're avid gardeners to start with. Uh, and, and so they may or may not be well-versed in, in tree identification. I don't know. It, it varies depending on the person, person by person. They are not college graduate horticulturists. Um, let's see, a forester, if there's anybody with the Texas Forest Service that you could hire off. I don't know that they're allowed to do that, though, and, and some of the ones that I've tried to uh, hire for various jobs have told me, oh, I can't do that because that's... Uh, uh, in conflict with my uh, uh, weekday work. But anyway, those are starting points. Now, what I would do is uh, I would I would press samples of my leaves. As you take the samples, you don't have to take pressed samples in for identification, but I would want to catalog my trees as to where I took the sample, and uh, I'd probably take two or three samples from a given tree. Take a photo of that tree where it is on your property, so that you know exactly what tree you're having identified if you're going to go into a nursery. Take the, take the leaves in with you um, and know that it is uh, tree number one and where that number one tree is, and then have the nurseryman identify it for you. Go back into your logbook and record that so that you have that, that record permanently and, um, and have a photo there of the leaf and of the tree. Now, the the thing that I find when people bring me leaves is 90% of the time they bring me a leaflet, not a leaf. Uh, I want to use a pecan as an example because most people think they know what a pecan leaf looks like. A pecan leaf uh, may be 12 inches long, and most people think of a pecan leaf as being the size of their thumb, but that's a leaflet. That's one part of a leaf. If you have okay. a compound leaf, it has it, it will have nine or eleven or thirteen leaflets on a leaf. In the in the fall, when they start falling, even now since it's dry, when it when it falls, all the leaflets will fall together uh, with one leaf, and and that's what you need to take in for identification. I'm forevermore getting a little leaflet, and somebody wants to know what kind of tree is this, and I well. You only brought me part of one leaf. So so take take generous samples in with you when you go in. Are there any big books out there that you can kind of help you identify them out the there? The books that, that I use are no longer in print, but they're available through the rare book uh, uh, sources, and they're not terribly priced. Uh, Robert Vines had trees, shrubs, and woody vines of the Southwest. It, they're not photographs, but they're, they're very good line drawings. And that was from University of Texas Press. That one's 60 or 70 years old, but I love that book. I use it fairly often. Trees, Shrubs, and Woody Vines of the Southwest by Dr. Robert Vines. Okay. Um, there, I, I just, uh, during the news break, I looked uh, for uh, plant, uh, tree identification books uh, for Texas, and there are a lot of them available, different ones by different authors. So I think you can find uh, some that will... Uh, uh, and a lot of them I never heard of, so I don't know how good. I can't speak to how good they are, but uh, there there are several of them. There are six or eight, it looks like. My book has, uh, has you know, I don't know that that was not my goal in, in doing the book, but uh, I, I think you'll find a lot of uh, help out there. Uh, the the um, native online, the Native Plant Society, has really good illustrations of, uh, and, and the... Uh, Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center, which now is owned by the University of Texas, they've taken over. You can find a lot of good drawings uh, online that way. You may not need to buy anything. Okay, I'll just get on and start doing that. I just, like I say, I just I know I got different varieties of oaks and you know and all different things, and I even had found me a one a buckeye tree growing out there. Oh yeah, that's 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 not uncommon. One of the best books uh, that didn't get a whole lot of uh, notoriety was written by my good friend, the late Benny Simpson, and it's a field guide to Texas trees. I think it was who published that? Was it Texas Monthly? I can't remember, but uh, Benny uh, was was brilliant and a, a dear friend and a neighbor almost of mine, but. Uh, he gives the ranges of where these trees were reported found county by county. You see a county maps of where they are reported. So you could, you could find almost to your property and whether that plant is, is likely to be native there. Oh, okay. But that Benny one is Simpson? out. 
that Benny Simpson Field Guide to Texas Trees. That one you're okay. going to have to watch for and find it on eBay or find it in, uh, what is it, Libris or whatever the rare book uh, uh, sources are. You you won't find it right away, but uh, but you'll you'll find it. Anyway, I think Benny gave uh, three-fourths of the proceeds of the sale of that book to charity, to Texas Tech and other charities. Okay, good, I will get on read. this and start doing more research, and I'll get start collecting leads and putting them in a book. You can do it. It'll be fun. Be a good yeah. good scavenger hunt for you. Have fun. It's, it's yeah. Kind of like you do when you're a kid. Yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. You'll get a merit right. badge. <laughs> Have a good day. Thanks for the call. All right, I'm going to do my last break. We have uh, Jeff in Royce City, Jim in Plano, and I will try to help both of you. We can get to both of you, no problem. Let me tell you about my uh, my book and the sale price and uh, and encourage you, if you have any interest in getting this, this would be a good time to get it as a gift. It would be a good time to get it. If you don't have it, it would be a good time to to uh, get a few copies if you're so inclined to give uh, for Christmas gift giving or something. This is Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening at $32.95. It will be $38.95 when I get uh, when I run out of the uh, fifth printing. Fifth printing $32.95, sixth printing $38.95. And so it's an unexpected opportunity for you and I'm just trying to clear the pipeline of the fifth printing. I have all of them in the garage as of this week. We took final delivery on the fifth printing, and they're sitting there waiting to be signed. It won't take too long. So your satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny you spend if you uh, if you decide that the book isn't cracked up uh, what it was cracked up to be, then I'll buy it back from you, no questions asked. I've sold 75,000 copies, and I've not had one request for a refund. So the odds are you're going to like the book. 344 pages, 840 photographs. It's a hardback on high-quality paper printed in San Antonio by Clear Visions and uh, bound in San Antonio by Universal Book Bindery. It says Texas all the way through and through. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, what you have to know to get started. Chapter 2 is that calendar that I've never put in any book before, telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of your plants for every county in Texas. People have told me many times that that chapter alone pays for the book all by itself. Chapter 3 is an incredibly detailed chapter on trees with a lot of lists of the best trees for spring color, the best trees for fall color, best small trees, best large shade trees, uh, the best fast-growing trees, and that list is, is zero, but it tells you the life expectancies of the trees, all the trees that we grow, how long you can expect them to live, and so forth. And then uh, then we have a chapter on shrubs and vines and ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit and vegetables. Your satisfaction completely guaranteed. I already told you that. And so I hope that you will consider getting the book while it is still thirty two ninety five. Once I sell out at that price, the price goes up. So uh, it's not in stores and not on Amazon. It's available only by calling my office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The better way, though, to be sure you get it is to order it from my website right now. That's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Com. Nobody will do you a better foundation repair job than Advanced Foundation Repair. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is very affordable. They invite you to give them a call. 214-333-0003. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of your house. Do what we did. Call Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, it's foundationrepairs.com. 214-333-0003. Advanced foundation repair texas premier roofing contractor is wortham brothers roofing company they have been in business since 1986 you do the math that's 36 years it's a second generation family business and they do it right there are a lot of companies that show up and uh, just put their signs in the ground when a bad storm comes through we had storms this spring haven't had any storms this summer, but there are a lot of roofs that are just aging out. They've been on the roof uh, too long, 
and uh, all the granules are going away and the roofs are in bad shape and in need of uh, replacement. That's when Wortham Brothers can come to your rescue and do it right the first time. Composition, clay or concrete tile, metal, slate roofs, new or residential re-roofing. They've done 100,000 roofs in their time. Oh, my goodness. That is significant. And the Sperry Roof is one of those. We had hail damage, and they found it. I don't know what to look for when I go up on my roof. You know what? I don't go up on my roof anymore. I gave that up several years ago. I just had too many friends who'd come tumbling down off their roofs. I decided I would quit before it was too late. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. They know what they're doing, and they can help you. So call them for that free roof inspection, and then let them take it from there. If you need to have your roof replaced, they will know exactly how to do it. They don't uh, file with your insurance. That's up to you. Then when you get your settlement, then they can give you the best roof for your buck. Honest people, and uh, integrity is the middle name. It's Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, 972-562-5788. Serving all of North Central Texas, wbroofing.com. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, wbroofing.com, 972-562-5788. Gardening advice is only helpful when people actually hear it. And the same goes for telling folks about all the things our healthcare workers are doing to protect us from COVID. So share the word on social media. Remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line. And now, back to Neil. Thank you to Stuby. Also, let's go to Jeff in Royce City. Jeff, this is Neil. Good morning. Morning, Neil. Morning. Yes, sir. Got a silly question. Um, with all the cracks opening up in the yards and stuff, I always wondered if there was a, amendments we could uh, add to maybe break down the clay, like live earth or anything, uh, that we can do while the ground is open to us about four feet down some places. Uh, there's no way to put an amendment in there that would would solve the problem because once the, the soil hydrates again... Um, the amendment's going to either be pushed right back up again and washed okay. away, or it's just going to be right there in the crack, and uh, it won't it won't disperse through the soil, uh, so it's not really going to do much good. No. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I just no. didn't know. I've, I've heard one time there was some stuff that you can put on clay to help break it down. So I said, well, I, I, I was yeah, and what, what that would have been would have been gyp. What that would have been would be gypsum, and that is. As far as I'm concerned, not a not a valid claim. The nah, test that I, I did, did so not, the test that I did before, uh, actually, I was still with Extension Service, uh, did not show that it helped at all, and uh, therefore, when I went on my own and started doing commercial broadcasting, and, and Gypsum came to me and said, "We want to buy ads mm-hmm. in your program," I said, "I don't think I'm interested," and so I turned okay. them down. Just doesn't do what it claims. Yeah, one of your earlier callers, I heard you say, go ahead and water it, even if it's just once a week, would be better than, than uh, not watering. So, well, that wasn't the way the question was proposed. Uh, he had a, <laughs> a particular type of Bermuda, and when he said the, the yard was four years old, I wasn't worried about a brand-new lawn. That was my concern. And he was yeah. wondering if, if the Bermuda would survive. A four-year-old Bermuda lawn would survive uh, being watered once a week. That was the question, and I said, yes, go ahead and okay. water it once yeah, a week, and it will survive. Then. Yeah, yeah but, mine, mine but, was but, but if you're going to quote me, make sure you're quoting the question I was asking my yeah. answer to that question. Yeah, yeah, I came in. That's right when I came in. So, yeah. uh, But at least it, it helped me with uh, go ahead and doing some of my watering. Cause, uh, yeah, don't water. If, I, don't water just if, if you have bare ground and there's nothing there. Right then there's no point in watering just because you have cracks. If you're trying to save a lawn, as that gentleman was, I'm just trying to make sure that people hear my answer and quote me right. I get quoted wrong plenty of times, and I don't want to get quoted wrong on on something with water right now. I ain't had no dead spots yet, but I'm working on my foundation. Thank you, though. Appreciate it. Yeah, we got to do that. Good deal. Hey, I appreciate your call, and thanks for waiting on me. Let me go to Jim in Plano. Jim, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, we have azaleas in front of our house. We started off about 20 years ago and had a well-prepared bed. 
with kind of the original azaleas that bloomed once a year. And we uh, decided to trade them out for Encore azaleas. Mm-hmm. And they've been a little bit disappointing to us. But the problem we're having now is they're spindly. We've got azaleas that got, you know, 18, 24-inch branches that maybe have three or four leaves at the tips. So when do we trim them? Can we save them? What do we do? All right, let me go back in history, though, before I give you that answer, because I don't want you to be further disappointed. When you had the the once-only azaleas, you prepared the bed well, and did they bloom well for you in the spring? Oh, they were gorgeous. I mean, we just had huge banks of azaleas. All right, and so I have two questions that run simultaneously. When you planted the encores, did you rework the beds and and get them back to exactly the same condition they were in when you had the the once-only bloomers? Uh, We added more peat to the bed. I I won't say they were exactly back to where they were, but we did recondition the bed. All right, reconditioned, and how many years had it been since you put the the bed together in the first place? Oh, uh, probably 20 years. It had been 20 when you put the encore. Yeah, in? probably. Oh no, it, the, the, yeah, the bed was probably about twenty years old when we switched out the encore. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. And then, secondly, are there trees involved in your landscape out out front? Uh, there are, and we actually cut down a tree to get more light onto the azaleas. All right. I have enough information I can help you. Uh, azaleas need half a day of sunlight, preferably not in the afternoon. And I wonder if uh, if two things are not involved in your own course performing at less than ideal uh, 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 satisfaction. Number one, uh, I wonder if the shade has gotten heavier uh, and therefore they are struggling to get enough sunlight. And outweighing that several fold, I wonder if the if the bed prep was not anywhere near adequate because they need. Uh, they need to have pure, or, and, and just hear me, Jim, because I know that you already know what I'm about to say, so I'm, I'm kind of uh, reciting it to you. But for others who don't know, when you plant azaleas in the Blackland Prairie, you have to go down about 8 or 10 inches and come up about 8 or 10 inches and put all organic matter in. It needs to be a mix of 50% peat moss and 50% finely ground pine bark mulch, no black soil. And so that gives you about 18 or 20 inches of organic matter. You plant the the, uh, azaleas in that, and they will thrive. The problem is that given six or seven years, that will decay and settle, and the azaleas sink in the bed, so you have to keep adding more of exactly that same mix. And the water that we have is highly alkaline, so it neutralizes that acidity. So after about 10 years, the azaleas play out. When we rework the bed, we have to take all that stuff out and start over completely. I don't think your plant's got a fair shake, your encores. If you like the look, and if the shade is not a big problem, I'd take it all out and start with new encores and give them another chance. Or maybe put some encores in and use some hollies or some other plants that are a little easier. I'm out of time, as you can tell, but I'll I'll bet it wasn't totally the encore's fault. Folks, I've got to run. Mike Bash, you did a great job with the program. Have a wonderful week. Happy gardening.